Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet. I'm here with my good friend. She's no stranger to our podcast, uh, Rena Hicks. Rena, the first lady of Kenya, welcome to the podcast. How are you? <laughs> I am great, Patrice. You need to be careful with that title. I, I, I am going to be uh, threatening some people. So. <laughs> but it is awesome. It's awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Today, we're going to talk with Rena about passive income in Africa. So listen, if you are in Africa right now or you are in a diaspora, whether you, or you are non-African in America or Europe, wherever you are around the world, this is an opportunity, <laughs> Patrick. You already got fans. You haven't even started talking yet. I see Patrick here saying lovely. Do you know Patrick? Do you know who Patrick is, Rena? What's his second name? Patrick who? Uh, Kisiagani. Mm. <laughs> You no, got fans. No. Look at that. Patrick, <laughs> welcome. Good to have you. So, so we're going to talk about um, investing in Africa, but specifically around passive income. Um, you know, and so you'll know why we have Rena uh, talking about it because that's her space. Her space is she's an investment expert. And so it's an interesting time by talking about this. Part of what we're dealing with is because Rena will be on our global forum coming up this uh, this Thursday, I believe. So this Thursday. Rina and four other passive income experts. Erica Lindu. Man, you this is a popular topic. So Erica is is one of my uh uh my partners, my son in ministry, a young man that I've had the privilege to invest in. He lead an amazing organization in Cameroon. Erica, we got to bring you to the podcast, man. And so Erica is here with us and Erica is a passionate guy about Africa. And uh, Patrick is from Nairobi, uh, Kenya. Okay. Uh, Erika is from Cameroon. Uh, by the way, Erika will be receiving uh, uh, Sandra, uh, I think, next month, I think, in Cameroon. So that will be a neat experience. So Sandra, is, I think she's coming. She's doing Kenya, Cameroon, and uh, in Congo, I think. But anyway, so we're going to talk about investing in Africa. So, um, but, but before we get into, oh, I'm sorry. On Thursday, this Thursday, if you've guys, if you've not yet registered for our forum, do that right now. This Thursday, Rena and four other entrepreneurs are gonna be on a global forum with us. And team, if you could put on the link here how to how they can sign up for the global forum, you can also go to our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com, where you can uh, register. And if you're a silver member and above, it's free for you to sign up. If you're not, it's only $25 or become a member. Membership does have its privileges. Sign up. It's going to be an amazing forum. I'll be teaching on how to choose sustained freedom. And then uh, Rena and other experts will be talking about what does it look like for you to actually begin to actively engage in passive income. Rena, before we get into passive income in Africa, you recently were in America. You were just together in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. And uh, you are part of the entrepreneurs that we brought here, part of our Kingdom Business to Conference. First, first, why did you come, and what, how was that experience for you? Okay, um, well, I I came because I, you know, the opportunity was to look at um, to visit businesses that are in the spaces that we are in as entrepreneurs. I think BSA, which is a program that uh, Neymar offers. Um, coaches, entrepreneurs, and through that program, learned about the best um, best practice business tour, which is really about 
visiting businesses and seeing biblical principles being used to run a business in a practical way and seeing that it works. Um, and so I came because, you know, there's companies that I've admired for a long time that are part of the Nehemiah community. And I thought, you know, it would be great for me to learn and to see how do they actually run their businesses uh, biblically and, and to also just make networks and to see how can I make connections for our business here in Nairobi and see how can we, you know, co collaborate and formulate uh, beneficial relationships with, with people that are in, in the U.S. Um, what was the, yeah. what was the highlight for you? Yeah. So I have so many highlights. I think I can think of five. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest highlight for me was seeing you know what you've been in, I've been in a classroom I've learned about you know 12 principles of wealth creation and you know running your business uh, using biblical principles and all these lovely things about the purpose for wealth but seeing it actually being done practically and these companies not just surviving but thriving and doing well um was mind blowing you know and 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 the realization that truly for me to be successful as an entrepreneur I need Jesus. I do. Um, and not just to say that, I think for me, that was the main thread that ran through the entire week um, that, you know, and I remember the Ben and brothers talking about the listening prayer and asking God all these different questions. And I was like, oh, my mm. goodness, I have so many things that I struggle with. In, in the business, in with employees, with different suppliers, and I'm looking for this or the other. And, and I was just like, why don't I just actually ask God a question and wait for his answer, um, as they had said. So there was lots of nuggets that were shared by the different speakers also when we had the conference on the Thursday. Um, and it was absolutely, absolutely amazing, amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad I came. In fact, it exceeded my expectations. Now, the, 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 everything concluded with you having a meeting with Art Alley with Timothy. Yes. And, and he, his book was what drove you, in, led you to take biblical entrepreneurship. So how was that for you, sitting down with the CEO, founder, and chairman of the Timothy plan and talking about partnering yeah. with him to bring Timothy into Africa, a $2 billion mutual fund into yeah. Kenya through your company? So, so first of all, you know, you can imagine I read about Art Ali through his book and he's the reason, well, of course, one of the reasons that uh, pushed me to do uh, Nehemiah because the Nehemiah program, because just reading his book, I could not understand how he was so unapologetic about being a Christian and even bringing his clients to the Lord. I was just like, how do you even begin to do this and being so bold about it? So the experience of meeting him in person was just so amazing. I remember asking, you know, can I, we, we met them and then there was an opportunity for me to meet him again. And I was like, can I just have another meeting with him? And he accepted and he spent time with me and, you know, you were there. And I was just like, oh my God, I had, I had to keep pinching myself. You know, is this for real? the kind of favor that I experienced to meet this gentleman and sit with him and discuss how we can potentially offer um, the Timothy plant ETFs in Kenya, which we will. Um, and not just Kenya, but in Africa, <laughs> we I will, because it. it's not going to be too complicated. It was just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I look forward to having you and David Moore on this podcast to announce the officially, officially that, Timothy Plan ETFs are available through your platform in Kenya for Africa. Will you mm. come back to share that with us? Absolutely. Once it's ready. <laughs> Once it's ready. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. 
So we're talking to uh, Rena Hicks. Uh, Rena is the one of the principals of uh, FIDA. Well, you learn what, about what it is in a minute. Uh, she also the CEO of Investable. Um, did I say it right, Rena? Is that the company? So it's Irish Group. The company is Irish Group. You, you have a product yes. called Investable. Yes, yes. And uh, and 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 so she found that company. You learn about it more. We were talking to her about passive income in Africa. Arena will be a member of the resource panel this upcoming Thursday at our Global Investors Forum. I mean, a Global uh, Forum where we'll be dealing with passive income. So if you are interested in starting your passive income journey, if you're interested in uh, accelerating passive income journey, whether it's investing in the U.S. or in Africa, you want to be a part of this Global Forum. To register for the for the event, go to nehemiahecommunity.com. Uh, Nimaiq.com, there you can register and be a part of our forum. Again, it's free to for silver, golden diamond members, and for non members, only $25. So you can become a member and be a part and join us there. So, Rena, tell our audience, some of us may not know them. First, of course, besides being CEO of, of um, RH Group and being the uh, creating investable, you're also a best selling author in, in Africa. You also <laughs> Um, you also have a, a very highly viewed podcast in Africa. Uh, Matthew, your podcast having more downloads than mine. I mean, you are just you are like a guru lady uh, in Africa. You won, you. I think, it was it top two? You 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 won uh, a, a, an amazing award in the continent, right? Yes. yes. Uh, what was that? It was uh, a, an award called Angaza Awards for um, the top women to watch in finance in Africa in 2022. Wow, in the whole continent. Uh, yeah. That's incredible. You also won the International Business Plan Competition for Nehemiah Project. You were the, you were the uh, 2022 winner? 2021. 2021 2020. winner. Yes. Um, and so you're just a winner. I mean, you're, you're the oldest child, like every oldest child, you play to win. So tell us a bit about you that I have not shared. You're also mother of how many children? Three. Three. You're married to a, a handsome young man. Uh, how do you do all the, so the, what you do, you know, what is FIDA? What is RH Group? Yeah. Writing a book, podcast. And how do you do all that with children? <laughs> so I do it in stride. Um, so let me just give some background. FIDA Investment Bank was actually founded by my father. His name is Bob Karina. And um, it's been around for 29 years. It's an investment bank. And so we offer services both to institutions and individuals. Um, stockbroking, investment banking. Stockbroking in terms of being able to buy stocks in, uh, in, in the East African region. Um, ETFs, uh, treasury bonds, treasury bills. The investment banking arm um, in terms of um, um, the offering we have is helping companies that are seeking to raise capital to do so, mergers and acquisitions as well, valuations. That's the kind of stuff that we do. And in the course of the work that I have done um, and continue to do at FIDA, I remember years back um, when I just sort of started out and I was in customer service and I'd speak to so many clients and they'd be like, oh, you know, I, I just find myself wanting to understand why are they investing in what they're investing in? What's their plan? What's the bigger picture? And they'd look at me like, huh? Because they'd be like, no, I came to buy XYZ because I was told it's good. And they've not really taken time to think through it. 
Um, and, and sometimes I'd have clients who come in and say, I'm withdrawing all my money and I'm putting it in X. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Have you thought through the risk of that? Um, that coupled with the fact that I myself have made huge mistakes where finances are concerned caused me to be really passionate to help my clients think beyond this trade that they're doing and the assets that they're investing in to understand that we all need to invest in assets in a purposeful way um, so that we're not just investing in this, that and the other because they're hot or they're good. Everyone recommends them, but because, you know, there's purpose and there's a reason uh, that these assets serve for us. Um, and so I'm just really passionate about helping pe people become financially literate. In fact, there's a statistic I shared during my competition that Africa has the lowest levels of financial literacy in the world. So that's where my passion comes from. Oh my God, that's powerful. Mm. Um, when you were in the US, mm -hmm. and this is something we're going to do every year when you come. I, you made a case for why invest in Africa. Mm. Let, let me first say this. Uh, at that moment, I could go on stage and just kiss you. Because <laughs> I, I know your husband's going to watch this. So who is that man when he kissed my wife? <laughs> you, uh, you're so articulate. You're so brilliant. And just, Thank and you. so, and uh, so passionate with compassion. And so elegant in the way you make the case for Africa. Um, first of all, do you feel called to this? I mean, we kind of tee you up and then say, go, Rena. Is that, is, 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 and it comes so effortlessly, effortless. Do you, yeah. is that something you feel called to? Or is it a burden that you feel you carry because you're, you're such an articulate speaker? So I haven't always been articulate. I think it's come with practice, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, I remember when I was in university, and I didn't know I'm not going to come back home and I think I'll just you know go back and do a master's degree and so I go to this church service and I walked in late and the pastor says is Rena in the room and I was like what did he just call my name and so they called me forward and they said he just sends to pray for me and so he called his wife and they prayed over me and they said you need to go back home. And I'm like, excuse me, I just registered to do my master's degree in Australia. And you're asking me to go back home. And they said, no, you need to go back home. We sense in the spirit that the Lord is calling you. And we see a crowd. We see many people listening to you. You're not a preacher or a pastor, but you're speaking and you're sending a message to people. So that spread something in me. I, I just, I guess for me, I in this season, I feel called to talk about finances. In the next 10 years, it might not be the same, but for me right now, I think um, you know the, the call for me is to help people understand why they're making the investment they're making and helping them align the decisions they make with their finances, with their goals and their purpose um, and their needs. Um, but then also helping companies and individuals figure out how can I make my investments and my wealth sustainable? Um, and it's and it's a need that is there for us as Africans. I think when I was younger, I used to look at Africa and think about, and the image that would come to my mind is somebody with a 
hand. And I think I saw this in a magazine with a bowl in the hand. And I was just like, this is a wrong image of our continent. We are the wealthiest. I mean, we are huge in terms of resources. We are extremely wealthy. And so there's just, why are we begging? And it's, you know, of course there's many issues and it's not as simple as I'm, I'm putting it right now, but I think if we just understood who we were, who we are and what we have as individuals, I think, um, once that mind shift happens for all of us, we can do amazing things. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm called to do this, Patrice. Wow. Pa Patrick says uh, wonderful thoughts here. Um, do you feel, you know, Africa is still a male dominated society? I mean, the world is, but Africa even more so. I think probably mm -hmm. we may be a little bit behind Asia. But 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 we're not too far behind Asia in terms of just a culture that honors that that doesn't really value women as much. Uh, you are a woman in a male dominated space, uh, a mother at that and a young woman. I mean, so Africa, you got, you know, uh, your woman, you're young and your mother. Has that been a challenge and have you navigated with that? <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge. Um, I mean. I've walked into boardrooms. So first of all, I am not as young as you think I am, Patrice, but uh, <laughs> thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I mean, I remember walking into boardrooms at the age of 30 um, and being dismissed because mm. of just that impression that people have that I, you know, I look young, I'm a woman. What do I really know? Um, but that's my superpower right there. And I've learned to use it as my superpower. Actually, enjoy being um what's the word um what's the word when people do, you know you are looked down upon and they miss yes yes you're, you're dismissed or you're yeah, they dismiss under, you you're, yeah you're under you're underestimated, underestimated. Yeah? yeah i yeah. love being underestimated because when i'm underestimated i shine through and it's like oh everyone's like oh my goodness how did she do that so it works well for me <laughs> Uh, but of course, that has happened with maturity and with growth. But what I've learned to do is over-prepare, over-practice, over, um, uh, and, and just be the best that I can be in every situation. And I mean, I guess that's that's just how it is. I guess I've never... I have, I have parents who are extremely supportive, who've always said to all of us in my family that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. You can be anything that you want to be except the president of the United States of America. So, uh, <laughs> I <love it. laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I never think of myself, oh my gosh, I'm the only woman here. I, I, I look at other men and I'm happy to be in their space. I, I'm not, I don't feel intimidated. Uh, and, I, and I kind of just know that I am meant to be in this room. Uh, and I have to speak to myself and tell myself, of course I have, um, you know, sometimes I feel intimidated. Sometimes I feel afraid. I'm like, I second guess myself. I'm like, am I meant to be in this room? Sometimes I feel that way, but I have to keep speaking to myself and telling myself I have every right to be in this space to speak about this. I remember it took me two and a half years to write my book, Patrice. And half the reason was, who am I? I mean, I don't have 200 million in my account, I'm not a name, household name in, in a country like ours or even in the West, because everybody who writes books about money um, are millionaires in dollars. And I didn't have that. But I knew something that others don't. And I'm like, you know what? I will eventually be able to say to help somebody out there who can relate with me. And so that's where I'm at. And, and that's how I, I, I operate, I guess. <laughs> I love it. 
how much yeah. of that has been helped by having a father like your dad? I mean, and how much of an encouragement has it been having a dad who, if he's very progressive for an African male, you know, he is. to be see, treating you equal to your to your siblings, your, your his first child, yeah. and just just the way you talk about him, him seeing that, honey, you can be all that because I have two daughters, so I have a bias for daughters, right? How helpful <laughs> has that been? Oh, it's everything. Um, I think for fathers and also moms, being able to believe in their children and having high expectations of them is everything. So I can tell you for a fact that if I didn't have parents who cared about me or who even bothered to encourage me or thought highly of me, there's no way I'd be able to have done half the stuff that I've done. Um, and so just being supportive and saying whatever it is you want us to do, we are right behind you and knowing that they have my back um, and not, you know, and even I wasn't, I wasn't the kind of child that was an A star student, to be honest. But even when I came home and I, I didn't get that A star, maybe I had a B you know, it'd be like, this is great. You improve from last term, let's do better next term. And constant, constantly trying to, you know, help me based on where I am as opposed to expect me to be somebody that I am not um, is something that was also and has been really helpful for me. And even now saying, well done, congratulations. We are supporting you. I'm so proud of you. To this age, we're in my 40s, um, is really helpful. Is really helpful. I yeah. love it. You and I talked a bit while you were in Orlando about the mm -hmm. fact that you also went into modeling. Uh, typically, when you think of smart women in the financial space, you don't think of a <laughs> gal who, who modeled, right? You think of a gal who models as, you know, girly girls who uh, don't have a lot of brains and it's just about their look and their beauty. So how were you able to navigate, you know, that modeling and smarts? Yeah. So for me, the reason I asked my parents to do modeling is because I wanted to have, I guess, the knowledge of how do I carry myself? How should I walk? What, how do I... It was for personal you know, development. It was for personal development. Um, wow. I felt like it would be good for me to go through some kind of a finishing school, uh, which we don't have in this part of the world. And so I thought, you know, that would be a great way to know how to carry myself, how to dress, how to walk in high heels, how to apply makeup, how to... I mean, I don't have a big sister who did that kind of stuff, and I've never been sort of the kind of child. So I, I watch my daughters now, and I'm like, oh, wow. They know how to apply their own nail polish at 12. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't that kind of a child. So I felt I needed help. And that's why I did it. I didn't do it because I thought I was the most beautiful per person uh you know, no, it was, I just want to be able to learn how to walk and also get jobs um, before I'm, I have done my degree. Yeah. And you actually made a little money in the modeling I space, did. didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> I love it. It shows the, the entrepreneurship that we're talking to Rena Hicks. Rena is the a principal with, um, with um, FIDA an investment company in, in, in Kenya that serves East Africa and Africa. She's also the CEO of RH Group, the creator of Investable. Um, Rina will be, uh, she's going to be our, one of our panelists uh, this Thursday, uh, Global um, uh, Forum on Passive Income. And uh, they'll be, and she's not yet registered for the forum. Why don't you do it now? Go right now at nehemiahecommunity.com nehemiahecommunity.com, there you can register for it. And you can also, um, uh, there's a link right there, you can also follow. 
If you're a silver gold dime member, it's free to you. So register, it's free to you. If you're not, you can just pay $25 or become a member and you can get in there for free. So, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Rina, I look forward to seeing you in, in Portland next year as you make the case for Africa again uh, in Portland. We're, we're going to take you on a tour. To, you're going to help us sell Africa, right? Okay. So, so we're really excited about that. So let's talk about, first of all, before we get into passive income, let's make the case for Africa. Somebody's watching this podcast and listening and say, why should I consider Africa as an investment, let alone passive, just as any investment? Make, give me a one to two minute case for why Africans and non-Africans should consider Africa as an investment place. Yeah. I, I, well, just in one minute, I think one of the things that makes Africa really great as an investment opportunity is because when you're investing in Africa, it's not a just it's not honestly just about a return. You will make significant impact, not only on the returns that you're making, but also in the lives of people that you are going to be helping. A lot of the companies that are in Africa are solving real problems. They're solving real needs, um, whether it is supply chain challenges, whether it is, you know, providing access to financial services in spaces that wouldn't otherwise be able to have access. So deepening um, access to finances, whether that's making available markets that wouldn't otherwise be available, um, infrastructure that doesn't exist that would help people be able to move from one place to another, where you find people have to walk for days to be able to go to hospitals. Um, and so the ability for you to have both impact and returns is in Africa. Um, and then also because of how you know, sort of everything is concentrated in urban centers. We don't have distribution of, you know, even electricity and infrastructure in all the different parts of the different countries that exist. We have significantly rural areas and we have urban centers. And so a small change in the ability for somebody to access medical services, to access uh, electricity, to access even just the ability to charge their phone changes so many lives um, and is able to do so much for for people, but the return is also there. So that's, for me, the biggest case for Africa, that the opportunities are everywhere in agribusiness, in telecommunications, in financial services, um, in marketing, in sales. And so you look everywhere and there's opportunities. Actually, you don't need to think too hard to be able to make some money um, when, you, when you're investing in Africa. I think when I think about the U.S. and everywhere else where there's multinationals, I mean, for small businesses to do meaningful business, you really have to think out of the box, innovate significantly and think, how do I beat these guys in the market? But when you're in Africa, you're not, you're not even, you, I mean, you can create your own space and do amazing things while, while you're there. So wow, that, wow. that would be so, the, so the I, I've probably entry. spoken for more than a minute. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. The bare entry is low, you're saying. Yes. Um, so, so a couple of concerns that I want you to objection that people may have. One, okay, I'm I'm, I'm in. You saw me there, Rena. But talk to me about political instability, mm. um, currency fluctuation, right? Inflation, and getting my money in and out, right? Mm. The ease of 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 capital movement, yeah. right? Uh, we start with corruption. So yeah. help me overcome those barriers because I'm struggling here. I want to do yeah. it, but Rena, those are things that are hindering me. Okay, your government's on stable, Rena. Wait a minute, there's corruption and the challenge of moving my capital. And 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 then there's also uh the the, the challenge, Rena, of 
of uh, of of the, the the fluctuation of currency. Yeah. Well, the truth is, it's not without its challenges. It's not. Um, and so it's about being able to sort of see how do I hedge against or mitigate those risks. So the first risk of currency depreciation, you know, it is a fact. But what happens is you can kind of look at what markets and what countries are not currently facing significant challenges with currency depreciation. So if, I'll give you an example. Before, before COVID, um, when you looked at Kenya as a country, uh, for quite a while, actually, our currency was the most stable in the region, in the region of Africa for a long, long time. And so within that time, anybody who was looking at investing in Africa was not ignoring uh, Kenya because, you know, if you're looking at bringing money in and out, first of all, we don't have any currency restrictions. You can bring in money, you can take money out without an issue um, at that point in time. And so you kind of have to do your due diligence and check which markets can I be able to trade in. There are some markets where you can't move your money in and out uh, as easily. And so you'd kind of need to think through how that would work best. Um, now we have, um, you know, in terms of, I think the other question you asked was about um, uh, movement of capital. Again, these countries, you, you, you know, and I'll give you an example. So for example, Ethiopia, um, that's a very difficult market to be able to move money in and out, especially when you want to change currencies. They trade in a currency called beer. You want to change beer to dollars. It's a whole process. And so do you want to then, do you have the capacity to deal with that? Uh, and we do have foreign companies that have set up their businesses in Ethiopia, despite that challenge, because you kind of just know that this is what I'm going to have to face and the return I'm going to get from dealing in that market is so much greater than the pain of having to deal with that currency conversion and the application to the central bank and, and all of that before I move my money out. Um, corruption. So, so it depends what industry are you investing in? Um, because if I'm investing, as you see, now we have Nehemiah, we have other organizations um, that are led by entrepreneurs who truly are people of integrity, people who follow proper principles in running their businesses. And so it's not to say that everybody in Africa is, is corrupt. Yes, of course, there's corrupt leaders and corrupt leaders are everywhere, Patrice, even in the US, even in the UK, we have corrupt <laughs> leaders. It's not just in, it's not just in Africa. And so... It's just that it's more pronounced here. And I think, to be honest, and, and um, I think that there's a certain perception that Africa has been given such that then people fear to come so that those who found this jewel can benefit for as long as possible. Because the moment the world recognizes that there's so much potential in this continent, um, then there'll be a lot of competition. So the, the the narrative out there is that it's so bad, you lose your money, it's all these sorts of problems. Um, the problems are there. I'm not saying they're not. Um, I mean, even now, for example, with us as a country, you know, we have a situation where, yes, our currency has depreciated significantly over the past um, two years. It's over 20-something percent Um but, you know, it's how do I hedge against that? What are the potential risks between now and the next 18 to 24 months? And do I get in now or do I just plan now and think through that? Or how can I take a long-term view in my investment so that then I'm able to absorb that sort of risk in my return, even as I invest in those sorts of opportunities? And are these things that your company can help one navigate through? Yes, yes. So having a trusted partner like, like FIDA as an example... 
or Arena Hicks to be more specific, can help me feel safer and navigate through those dynamics so that I'm able to, to count the costs and have clear facts as I make my decision. Is that is that the case, Rena? Absolutely, absolutely. Working with a trusted partner who understands what are the dynamics, uh, what are the challenges that people are likely to face as they come in to invest and not being afraid to talk about the realities on the ground and mm. the fact that, yeah, this is definitely an, an opportunity. So, for example, um, right now we are looking at uh, a company that is a Pan-African company that's looking to, they're actually raising capital at the moment. And we have investors and um, and funds coming in to look at this company and saying, you know what, we think that this is a, a, a potential investment that we would want to get into. And these are private equity funds that are in the continent, in Nigeria, in Ghana, in Kenya, in Egypt, in Morocco, in South Africa. And you know, and you look at some of these markets and you're like, what? They're in Nigeria? And what? Then, I mean, why would you think that these investors would risk their capital by going into these markets? It's because there's potential. If I take a long long-term view, and I'm able to find how can I hedge against the currency? What do I need to be able to do to be able to make sure that I'm able to um, protect myself from currency depreciation and that sort of thing? So we would then sit down and look at what are your goals? What do you want to be able to achieve? What is your time horizon in investing? And then develop a strategy for you that suits your personal circumstances and what the goals you have are. Wow, you you making me feel so safe, Arena. My time is coming. I got a number of other questions for you. Uh, okay. You know what? Uh, I'm going to ask Rena one more question. But guess what? If you have other questions for Rena, she's going to be at the Global Forum because we're going to get into passive income uh, this Thursday. At um, just go to our website nehemiahecommunity.com. Go to events. Sign up for the for the Global Forum. It'll be Rena and four other entre- and uh, resource partners who will talk about from real estate, stocks and bonds, investing in Africa to uh, uh, initial license offering or revenue-based investing. So you can kind of get a sense of what's possible as you look at passive income. So Rena, uh, unfortunately, our time is kind of up here, but I'm going to, real real quick, so uh, real quick, so if you are, so so we have active income, so, and by the way, we're going to talk about this on Thursday. So we define, so we have this active income, which is income that you generate from from your work or from your business or any active commercial enterprise. There's mm-hmm. reoccurring income, which we define as income that you make one time with a built-in repeat feature, but you must actively maintain. And then you have passive income, which is income where money is making money for you without your ongoing efforts. So you, we're going to talk more about it on Thursday, but real quick, are there passive income opportunities in Africa? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So some examples, you want me to share some examples? Yeah, yeah. A few examples as wrap up here real quick. Yeah. So just for example, one one example is dividend income. Just mm. today I was, I was looking at banks that are listed in Kenya and the dividend yields are like 10%, 11 9%. I'm telling you, the industry average for those banks that are listed in Kenya is like 8.5%. Per oh my God. That's Outside of by the way, don't tell me that in the the US, uh, like point something something percent. (laughs) 
Divid dividend income? No, no, I'm sorry, not dividend. The, the, the I positive, mean, dividend sorry, yields. Positive. Oh, right, yeah, right. No, no, no. Okay. This is not. Okay. This is dividend income. Is so okay. dividend income oh. is income oh, wow. that you receive yes. from right. a company that you've invested in a in a company. That's right. That's right. And being a shareholder, they pay you a part of the profits that they earn. Wow. Wow. Yes. So that's one passive income. Okay. So wow. another passive income is interest income. So I could invest in a bond. A treasury bond right now, Patrice. The bond, um, uh, well, so it depends on which country, and the different countries have different bonds and different yields. But I can share for Kenya, for example, with the, the most recent bond that was issued is at 14.39% per annum tax free. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. I'm so convinced. for a Kenyan who lives in Kenya, who doesn't wow. have, who has expenses in Kenya, why wouldn't you invest in a bond? And you can create, even if bonds pay income every six months, you can actually create your own income monthly from investing in bonds. So you can invest in January, in February, in March, in April, in May, and then you will start receiving an income every single month from investing in bonds. 14.39% wow. per annum. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah, happy to share one more. <laughs> okay, real quick, real quick, one more. One more. Just, no, no. I'll share Let, the rest let's keep on, on Thursday. Thursday. Let's show on Thursday. Okay. Let's show on Thursday. Okay. So okay. that's incredible. Uh, wow, 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 wow. You know what? I, I put my money into ILOs, but I think I'm going to diversify into bonds. I still owe you some <laughs> investment for bonds. I still, every time you talk about yeah. bonds, I say, I want to be in Kenyan bonds. I want to be in Kenyan bonds. <laughs> Um, guys, I, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't leave. I do want you to give a word of advice to our people. Sure. This is incredible. Again, the opportunities in Africa is endless. And Rena Hicks is here to guide you. Her company, Fida, will guide you. Rena, if they want to get in touch with you directly, how do they do it? Yeah. So I can share, um, what should I share? My email address? Or uh, yeah. When we do that, the company. put it there. The producers will put it there. Uh, they already put your company's uh, their company's website. So if you can connect Rena, she can guide you as you seek to invest in Africa. But we do want you to come on Thursday, all right, uh, at that global forum. Uh, go to nehemiahentrepreneurcommunity.com, nehemiahentrepreneurcommunity.com, and you'll be able to hear from ne Rena, ask questions, and four other uh, passive income resource panelists. We've partnered with Rena and her company to make her passive income resources available. And by the way, we not only have uh, resource panels like Rena, we also have passive income courses, uh, financial freedom courses. Rena has investable. So I had different education programs that we do have available to help you as entrepreneurs and individuals who are looking to make passive income. And Rena is your gateway to Africa. If you enjoy yeah. this podcast, do me a favor. I want you to share it. All right, share it with those, the, your friends, with your family, push on social media. Good friends share with friends that which can be helpful for them. Okay, share it. If you want to know more about Neymar Project, how you can take advantage of our, of our program, whether it's training our passive income, on biblical entrepreneurship, coaching, or access to financing, visit our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can uh, uh, get involved and learn about what, how we can help you, whatever stage of business you are, your journey, about how to build your kingdom company and also begin your passive income journey. By the way, remember this, membership has its privileges. You can become a member of this growing global community where we, we are together transforming the world. Rina, real quick, I've got one more minute. Mm -hmm. Somebody's watching and listening. They're saying, Rina, I'm African like you. I don't have the confidence that you have. 
Mm. Um, you know, uh, help me, Rena, to overcome my sense of uh, 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 discouragement, my sense of uh, low self-esteem as an African, particularly a female. What's the, what would you advise me to do to overcome how I perceive myself to become a Rena Hicks? Because it's all about identity, Rena, as you know. How do I cross that bridge so that I might be able to, as you articulate as well, be as confident and be as bullish about Africa as you are? Speak to me. Yeah, um, I would say it takes a village. So don't even try and do this thing on your own. Get as much help as you can get. Surround yourself with people who are where you would want to be because they will inspire you, encourage you, motivate you. Um and hold your hand and you will learn from them. Even those people who may be online. So I, I, I crush on somebody called Melody Hobson. I don't know if you know Melody Hobson, uh, Patrice. <laughs> no. She's an African-American lady married to George Lucas. And um, I, I follow her. I study her. I watch her. I mean, I love how she dresses. I love everything about her. And, and so I've, I have mentors and some of those mentors ha have no idea who I am. And so it's just surrounding myself with people and mentors and people who I look at and I'm like, if she can do it, I can. And the moment that you see that it's possible, then something clicks, but also just getting the help that you need to address that awareness that you have that, you know, I, I, I look down on myself or I, I feel discouraged, you know, I think also getting the help to deal with that is also really helpful. But just knowing that God has created you for a great thing and each of us have a purpose and an assignment. Um, and so we need to tap into that as quickly as possible. And as I said, my highlight for the, the tour uh, was we cannot do this thing without Jesus. And so if you don't know Jesus, start there because that's where you will get that confidence. You will get the sense of purpose and the knowledge that you are an amazing queen or king set for an amazing destiny. You heard it here, guys. If you can't follow that, then there's a hole in your soul. What a, what a good advice. Listen, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Rena, thank you so much. When the ETF you get so launched... Welcome. I want you here so we can talk about it. All right. I will be here. See you Thursday. Listen, come come Thursday. Sign up right now. Go to our website, NehemiahTreasureCommunity.com. Nehemiah Sign up and join us on Thursday. Let me pray for you guys watching and listening. May the Lord bless you. Um, may the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care and to steward them in such a way that one day you will hear those wonderful words. Well done good and faithful servant. Like Rena, you've been faithful for a few things. Guess what? He'll not make you over many things. God bless you. Rena, thank you again. See you Thursday. Amen. Love thank you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.